Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner. This episode is brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding. We do not have any sponsors. It's just Phil and I. Phil Hoff. Hello, sir. <laughs> How you doing, Andrew Reiner? No one would dare touch this show. Uh, I bet we could get somebody to touch it. Probably nobody we're going to want to touch it, but somebody would be willing to touch it. Like what? Like, um... Um, I mean... Hand wipes? Um... Yeah, something like that. And not even like some high level hand wipes, but some like, I don't know, see, like dollar store hand wipes or dollar store <laughs> toilet paper. They might be our wheelhouse oh, for advertising. Ooh. Hey, if you're in that business, reach out to us. We will gladly have you be uh, featured on our show as, uh, as a promo. Yeah. Phil, I want to spend the entire episode talking about the fifth issue of Strange. And apologies, by the way, everybody. We did not have an episode last week. We tried to. We recorded one. <laughs> it was wonderful, too. You guys missed out on a really good episode. I recorded from inside of a dark bathroom in Andy's house while he threw peanuts at me. Yeah, and my dog was chewing a bone right next to him, and that's all we heard in the recording. <laughs> and that's that last bit is, is the dead honest truth. It was unlistenable. It was like having a jackhammer next to your head. <laughs> and she was like... Six feet away from me, too. That's the funny part. That's just how yeah. excitable Snow is. She really likes me. That's all that Mike picked up. But Strange Issue 5, Phil. This is from two weeks ago. We're going to do two weeks worth of books here. Oh, remember that time I told you that I remembered everything that I read? Yeah. Yeah, then you asked me to remember two weeks ago. Okay, so it's Clea. Uh-huh. She's got I, the power of Strange. I actually do remember Strange. Yeah, there's Moon Knight in there. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty kick-butt battle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a shocker of a last page. Quite the finish. A close-up that that we didn't see coming, and uh, that issue six is going to be smoking. Yeah, it is. Uh, The series continues just to keep firing on all cylinders and keeps me gripped and thoroughly enjoyed. That's not even real words. That sounded like a spot. Gripped and thoroughly enjoyed. It's like when you wipe with really smooth dollar store toilet paper. <laughs> you grip it and thoroughly enjoy the after effects. A uh, little burn. <laughs> Make you walk a little faster. All right, Phil. Yes, sir. That is one of my favorite series going on right now. And gosh, I cannot wait to see what the next issue brings. What McKay and company have in store for us on Bleecker Street. What's your uh, top pick from two weeks ago? From two weeks ago, I'm probably going to, even though, again, I don't really remember much. Oh, uh, there was a couple of things that I really enjoyed, but now I'm drawing a blank on it. The first thing that pops in my mind is Daredevil number two. Yeah, go I, go into that. I feel like we did about six takes on it last week, so why the hell not mm-hmm. do a seventh this week? This is going to um, be the one. Yeah, most definitely. Um, in this issue, it is revealed that Matt's old-time friend Goldie is a quote-unquote guardian angel who has been protecting Matt the entire time. Matt, known as Daredevil, for those of you that... Actually, if you don't know who the hell Matt Murdock and Daredevil are, you're listening to the wrong show. Um, but we find out that he's been protecting Matt, and by protecting, it's not always necessarily protecting, and causing a little bit of chaos in his life, and Matt and Goldie have themselves a nice little battle, which comes to a climax in a way that you thought something that happened at the beginning of the issue didn't actually happen. Um, you get some flashbacks through the time of Daredevil's lifetime and career, including some pretty big moments in comic books that you see that Goldie actually had a hand on. Uh, the thing that I found was strange about this, no pun intended to previous hey, issue that you were just... good callback! Yeah, thanks, that's what I'm here for. Um, is that we didn't see anything from Electra the Hand or what's going on over there. Yeah, she's on I, the cover! 
She is on the cover. Again, false advertising. Nope. You guys don't know about the false advertising because you guys didn't get to hear that. Um, Big issue number 650, though. A couple of small little side stories in the back. But overall, most of the issue was contained to one story. Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, it's called Legacy Issue 650, but actual issue number two, not to confuse people. Would it be actual issue number 650 and normal issue number two? Because wouldn't the legacy issues be the actual issues? I don't know, man. I'm doing algebra here. Good point. Yeah, I thought it was good. I'm surprised with my favorite author, Chip Zdarsky, <laughs> how he uh, continues to be a bit of a chameleon in spinning just wildly different uh, narrative directions with his his storytelling. Just they feel different, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel like the same author. Like Jeff Lemire feels like the same author. Uh, our boy uh, James the Fourth feels like the same author. The, the Chip really can stretch and and make different stories or, you know, have different voices or just, it just feels distinct each time he takes on a new story. And I, I'm really impressed by that, you know, from Batman to the old daredevil to this daredevil, all of them just have their, their own unique charms. And yeah, I'm on board. I'll, I'll keep reading this one till, you know, till chip dies or either chip or me dies first. I'm, I'm in. It's a hell of a race. I don't want either of you guys to go. I like both of you for we're, different we're reasons. Keep going. <laughs> good, good, good. You want to know what's funny? What's that? I guess not funny, but my favorite book this week from two weeks ago was Captain Marvel number 40, a series we haven't really talked about, but I've been reading a bit. Mm -hmm. This is a story called Trials Part 3. And in it, Captain Marvel, Carol, as she's known in the real world, is trapped in a magical prison. And this is, you know, Wanda and all sorts of people have her imprisoned. Because she's so darn powerful and irresponsible with her powers. So they're trying to make her think in different ways how to use her powers. So it's almost like Bill Murray's Groundhog's Day where the days keep repeating. Mm -hmm. But in this one, there's a kingdom under attack by dragons and she needs to stop the dragons. So what does she do? She kills those dragons. She uses violence every time. And the lesson is stop using violence. And this is a story that's trying to teach her that. And it's really well written. And I think okay. even even just as knowing that setup, just as a standalone issue, go pick up Captain Marvel 40 and just read through it. It's it's a nice arc and amazing what they got done in the limited number of pages they had there. OK. And I think I think he'll be back for number 41. Ooh, that's a hell of a selling point. Anything I'm, else on yours from two weeks ago? I'm re-scrolling through here to see if there's anything. I don't think we necessarily need to make fun of the death of Conan again. Uh, Silver Coin was good. True Cult was decent. Uh, that was True Cult number one by IDW Publishing about a guy who has worked at a hamburger joint for the last 15, 20 years and has been watching the cycles of the strip mall that is right next to him going on the entire time. Finally decides he's had enough of it and is going to rob the entire strip mall all over the course of essentially his break. Um, Why? Really well done. What do you? Because he's tired of working. He's tired of flipping burgers, man. I get it. I totally understand being tired of flipping burgers. Um, and then the cops end up showing up as he's interviewing somebody and he's in full fledged panic mode, uh, weird kind of twist at the end where everything gets tied together and there is a cult involved, which we will learn more about in issue number two. Mm. Also, I'm going to segue directly into this. I really, really pooped the bed on my favorite comic of last week as I scroll through what came out last week. Last week was Batman. One bad day. The Riddler. Yeah. You know, if you poop the bed, dollar store toilet paper. (laughs) We'll help you clean up the mess and get rid of the streaks so you can hit the road. Hit the dollar road store running. toilet paper. <laughs> Buy it today. It's only a dollar. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, Batman, One Bad Day, The Riddler, number one from Tom King and Mitch Gerards. The Eisner Award-winning team behind Mr. Miracle from uh, many moons ago is back. And this story is long. This is this has a spine. It's almost like uh, DC's Black Series or Black Label, right, Phil? Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's kind of its own continuity thing, I think. Or maybe it's part of the main continuity, and it's telling uh, some stories you wouldn't expect about the villains of the DC universe. This one is focused on the Riddler. I think there's eight different stories they're doing. Yep. One a month. With the Rogue Gallery. And yeah, go into it, Phil. Um, this is the story of the Riddler having one bad day. Uh, briefly summarized, you get a really good look into the side in, into the head of the Riddler, and you find out that he's not just this comical, whimsical, joke pun telling supervillain that doesn't really ever cause mass. Sure, he causes mass amounts of damage, but never like he's never really taken as a super serious threat. At least in my eyes, he's not. And this issue changes all of that, where you get a nice little look into the backstory uh, of the Riddler, also known as Edward Nigma, which we find out isn't actually his real name, interestingly, interestingly enough. And this book is dark. It is very word-filled. And hmm. it took me a very, very long time to read. A lot of panels. I don't read very fast, yes. But extremely well-written and by far and away the best thing that I've read all week or last week. Hell, I might even throw this week into the mix as far as that one goes. Wow. But One Bad Day is one good read. Yeah, it's a psychological thriller. Like you said, they give you a different shade of Riddler. It's not like uh, from the latest Batman film where it's a nerd wearing a hefty bag doing serial killer stuff. This is just like a really twisted mind. Um, you know, he's he's uh, brilliant and and just, just kind of out there, right? Like he's kind of trying to find his way a little bit, right? And uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was fascinating. Sixty four pages, seven dollars ninety nine cents, and seven hundred ninety nine uh, words per page. Yeah, it's it's old school in that way. A lot of a lot of reading, but well worth it because you really get into the head of this villain more than you probably have ever before. Another thing that we missed from two weeks ago, and I'm going to hand this one off to you, is we got the end of the Hulk. Yeah, Starship Hulk and against Green Thor. <laughs> the battle Finally. we never thought would happen, but here it is. Yeah, so two titans squaring off. Donny Cates, one of our favorite authors, bringing in another finale. I thought it was rushed, Phil. Yep. I thought they didn't give this whole concept enough time to really be interesting. It just felt like it was like, hey, guess what? And then we're fighting and now it's over. It felt rushed, but it was still good and it's still worth reading, but it didn't have that real... I don't know, zest that the Donny Kate stories usually have, right? Like that where you're like, wow, I'm really vested in this. And it started that way. Remember what mm-hmm. they did with Spider-Man and all that stuff? It was awesome. Yep. And weird and just out there. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's over. We're moving on. Launching Hulk deeper into space. Spoiler. But it always happens. I mean, that's always how they deal with Hulk. It's like, oh, there he goes. Eh, Hulk's being a pain again. Let's shoot him <laughs> off into space. <laughs> sure, he'll be happy when he gets back, though. Yeah. He definitely will, because the dollar store has stocked new. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, um, let's see what else do we got here. Yeah, so that was kind of disappointing. Savage Avengers, they tease the death of Miles Morales. That's not the case, even though his grave's on the cover. Again, false advertising from Marvel. But 
a different character does um, get bloody on the throat. And you you kind of mentioned it already. It's Conan. But we know he's not going to die, right? Yep. He's got he's got to be fine. No chance uh, he's dead. The other one I want to mention, X-Men Unlimited, X-Men Green. That's the book where... With the German Shepherd. The, yeah, dog on the cover, and I got all excited and had to buy it. It was 52 pages for $6. It follows Nature Girl, this, you know, everybody's favorite X-Men character. And she uh, she doesn't like what's happening to the world. You know, the people are trashing it and the oceans are getting dirty. And it starts out, you see this beautiful sea turtle crawl out of the sea. And they're all like, oh, look at the turtle. And then the turtle like coughs up something. And you're like, whoa, what is that? And it's a it's a garbage bag. It's a plastic bag. I thought for sure you're going to say it was a roll of dollar store toilet paper. <laughs> it's a plastic bag. And uh, the turtle's choking on that plastic bag and it dies. And and it's like, oh, no. So she goes to that store because the, the label of the store is written on the bag. And she goes to to like murder everybody and uh, or at least rough them up. And she gets a new look like she loses her hair. And she's all badass looking and. It was weird, Phil. It was so weird. Oh, the dog's all over it for, you know, four pages or so. <laughs> I like that. That was good. But yeah, it it's uh it's a it's a weird book. I I don't recommend getting it or sticking with the series unless, you know, you you want to see a turtle die. You know, that that was pretty tragic and you don't usually see that in comics, so uh I like how we is. gloss over the fact that Conan gets his, his Conan gets his neck slit and like <laughs> Sea Turtle does. It's really effing tragic. <laughs> I, I just kind of let, let out a ha ah! when that <laughs> happened. I was like, what are, what is this? <laughs> oh boy. Let's move on to the the last week. Oh good. Things that I might remember. Two standout books. You only have two? I'll take one, you take the other. I'll take Amazing Spider-Man number eight. Oh. You take Detective Comics 1063. That's not even the way I thought you were going to go with the standout books, but all right, let's do that. Hmm. I wonder what I missed. Damn. But anyway, Spider-Man was great. That was a standout. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you have to say? Is that was a standout? It was. It was I so thought, good. I thought you were going to go into it a little bit. You just kind of left it at that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> Spider-Man's getting beat up by Vulture. That's how it starts. He's falling through the air. He's like, you know, wastes all of his webbing to make a, I don't know, some kind of... Uh, uh, a web. A web to stop, or a blob to stop I, his fall. We can call it a hammock, a web hammock. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Vulture just keeps coming at him. And Pete, Pete's like, yo, Osborne. I need my new suit. And it's like, you know, I'm like, yeah, bring out the new suit. And Osborne's like, uh, uh, and here, you know, you thought they had a truce. And so like Pete's like on the verge of death and he's like, oh boy, this, he was, he just wanted to kill me all along. Why, why did I trust him? Won't say what happens next, but we do get to see the new suit. And it's very cool because he has a glider just like green goblin, but it is Mm -hmm. Spider-Man themed. And then he has pumpkin bombs, but they're those are Spider-Man themed, kind of, right? They're greenish because his his um, suit has kind of green spider stuff all over it. And yeah, it's neat. It's a cool new suit. And I hope they put that into Spider-Man 2 Insomniac Games. They have to, right? I don't yeah, know about I... the glider. No, that'll make its way into Fortnite, though. <laughs> oh, good call. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, for. I love that. That was a good issue. Issue eight. 
that series just nonstop awesome. What Completely. was your second one? Uh, well, I thought you were going to go with Wind. Oh, yeah. Talk about it. Well, now we're going to talk about Detective Comics for a No, do Wind first. Um, okay. Uh, so, Wind Thrown in the Sky, which is what Thrown in the Sky, as in T-H-R-O-N-E, not T-H-R-O-W-N. Forgive me, I failed spelling multiple times in my life if I misspelled either of those. Is a continuation of the original series from Andy's favorite writer, Jim, James Tinian the fourth from the original wind series, which kind of left on a cliffhanger. And this picks up right where that left off. Yeah. It seems like James is taking breaks from his books, but comes back to him. Yeah. Which that's is fine. Cause something is killing the children. 26 doesn't come out until like November. What? Yeah. But we still get slaughter. You know, that's a new mini series coming and house of slaughter. Yeah. Or slaughter's a single issue. And then, yeah, uh, that's just a house one of slaughter's. Is the ongoing. Yep. Anyway, Um, keep going on on wind. I know we've discussed it in the past how good the first one was. This one, again, picks up right where it left off with a couple of small twists. It turns out that if the vampires get a hint of different types of blood, it may affect them in certain ways, which I thought was pretty (gasps) cool. And the entire time that I'm reading this thing, I had a couple of different thoughts, one of which was, why in the hell is Twig not this good as much as I want to love Twig? But this is the kind of stuff that, that should have been happening with Twig is this big, beautiful, fleshed out universe. And number two, I need this in video game form. Yeah. Oh, God. Wind is just ready to be a game. It's right It needs there. to happen. Yeah. Someone needs to make that. Throw $100 million at that. Just take a chance. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of an investment. But Do again, right. really well written. Absolutely beautiful art that captures just the entire spirit of the book so so phenomenally um i gonna look forward to this issue each and every time it comes out obviously or this series every time it comes out all right do detective too um i'm kind of mad at myself as i sit here and i stare at the cover of detective that i did not see the end of this book coming which we'll get to eventually um starts out with bruce inside of a bar talking to a man with a half covered face with a metal shield over the top of it who we do later on find out is harvey dent also known as two-face and bats is trying to get some information as to what the hell's going on in gotham and unfortunately harvey does not quite provide him with the information that he wants um the rest of the issue was kind of a blur to me i'm not gonna lie until the ending page which is kind of just given away on the cover yeah isn't that interesting Usually that doesn't happen, but yeah, it's uh, worth a read to find out what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or where things are going. And this How is did... a story. This is a three-part story. This is part two of it from oh. Ram V or Ram V, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. Wherever you live in the world, you can pronounce it differently. Yeah, it depends on your accent. Yeah, that's a good book. That's a really good book. I like where they're going with Detective. And we both read Fantastic Four number 46 what the to hell keep is our that lives. All about? I don't know. There was like a big purple blob guy. <laughs> it was like a like a, a mad ball, like yep. a in space. That's that's what I remember. Uh, what I remember is that Reed Richards dad likes to have sex with people all across the galaxy and get people pregnant. There's a bunch of half brothers and half sisters of Reed's and they all went on a mission together to try to do something. I don't remember. But it, yeah, they did went you see back that to purple the... blob thing, though. I did. Yeah. OK. I think there was a couple of purple blobs and they go back to the home planet of where the fantastic four were originally trying to go when they got their powers and everything broke down, whatever him and his half sister get into a fight and okay. Now I don't know what happened. I lost the rest of that because (laughs) it was the fantastic four and it's all cosmic stuff that I can't follow. I'm not smart. 
we've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very strange where they're going with this, but I kind of like how strange it is. Right. The next, yep. And the next three tie in with Avengers X-Men uh, Eternals, also known as Axe. So I'm going to keep reading Fantastic Four and keep being confused for 32 pages a month. Yeah. And then uh, Robin, issue 17, beautiful cover, white cover with Robin running at you. Mm-hmm. It says, I am Robin in big words. And it's super cool looking. Just jumps off the shelf. The final issue, Phil. What? It's done. Robin's oh. done. Josh Williamson was like, I, I've written my last word. Goodbye. I've got a feeling we'll hear a lot more from Josh Williamson. But but it had the preview for Batman versus Robin. And that's where all this is leading. So I think they're taking a break from these main continuities to build up something new after following that. That could be fun. Which is, yeah, that's exciting. That means big things are afoot. Yeah, most definitely. And as I think... Oh, we didn't discuss it last week because we didn't have a last week. Well, we had a last week. We both really enjoyed Damon Wayne as Robin and the oh, look yeah. of his suit and just how borderline unhinged he is while still being in full control of his faculties. Yeah. And each Robin has brought something different. And I think that's kind of brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're different characters. But Dick Grayson's very much the the word you would expect. You know, he's he's probably the next in line to take over the mantle of the bat. Yep, he's your prototypical superhero. Jason Todd, you know, he he died. You know, Joker beat him, and then he came back from, I don't know, a different universe or New 52 or something, and (laughs) energy was from a different universe flowed into the grave, and he came back or something. And the endless uh, crisis of DC's infinite Earths and galaxies and multiverse crisis verse. Yeah, and basically became a villain for a while, wielding guns, still kind of is in that vigilante mode, even though he does help the Bat family a lot more now. And then Tim Drake, you know, he's he's just a good kid, but he's he wants to be his own self and doesn't want to have uh, a lot to do with, with the, the, the main hierarchy of things, right? Like he's, what did he become? Red Robin. Red Robin and, for a minute, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, he's great too. And then now, yeah, you have actual blood of Batman in Damian Wayne, and he's just, I mean, I guess he's more Jason Toddish, but in a very different way, right? Like, he's hes born of that League of Assassins. Like, he's, hes I don't know, got, I don't trust him He's got him that mentality. All. No, not at all. I yeah. think i think he'd have, he, if he had the opportunity to kill somebody, I don't think he'd think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all cool. I, I like all of them. And then you have the multiverse and all that stuff with... With different ones, you know, whether it was Frank Miller's, there's a bunch of them. But from the main continuity, the four that we've had that have really filled in that role have been great. Yeah, you're not counting Stephanie. Was she a Robin? Or she's she spoiler? For, no, she was she was Robin for a brief minute, if I remember correctly. It was very, very short lived. But she's spoiler, right? She, Yeah, we all know her as spoiler, but she had okay. a small stint as Robin. I mean, you can't say that uh, Asriel was always Asriel. I mean, he was Batman for a minute. Oh, God, it's the mech bat suit, with the claws. Yeah, it was so cool. You look back on that now and it's so like 90s. It's fantastic. Like the birth of image comics era. Let's just give everything shoulder pads and weird cape stuff. <laughs> yeah. Claws. It's cool. Uh, while we speak of Robins, I kind of want to segue slightly off into Batman White Knight Presents Red Hood, book two. Oh, good segue. Which was part two of this. Apparently, it's only a two-parter. It's going to be picked back up in whatever the other Batman... Oh, uh, Beyond the White Knight? Is that what it's yeah. called? 
it's going to pick back up on this, this telling the story of Jason Todd training somebody new underneath him. And I, again, I wish this book kept going too, because I enjoyed both issues of it immensely. Speaking of issues, I liked the issue of Grimm, number four. God, that cover is absolutely gorgeous. I'm staring at it right now, and I'm just like, I would put that poster up on my wall. Yeah, the colors. The mm-hmm. way they use blue and red and white, like, oh. So vibrant. Yeah, it just jumps. But that was, a lot happened there. Holy oh. hell, did it ever. Yeah, and it's. No pun intended. Yeah, I'm guessing six issues. If, you know, just this feels like we've hit the point where there's going to be something huge happening, and then maybe the finale. I don't know. It also feels like a universe they kind of keep expanding in each book. I hope too, so. Though. I really I'm... hope so. Do I look? Do it. This one time, do it. Because okay. we just brought it up. I just brought it up. Son of a... Five. Wait, what? Five. There's only five issues? That's what they've got listed on League of Comic Geeks, yeah. Why? I, I don't know. It's so good. We're buying like variant covers of it. So shiny. I'm so bummed now. Oh. Yeah. All right. Whatever. What are Boy, they doing? Boom. Maybe it'll be another one of the. Well, Boom kind of does that too, though. We're, obviously, Boom gets us something that's killing the children and all of those books who tended to do like little series and then take a break and then come back. So maybe they're just taking a break and they don't have a next issue release date yet. That's what I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for. That's not cool. All right. I won't cross my fingers. Uh, should we go into Axe Judgment Day number three or Department of Truth? I was going to briefly mention Damage Control. Okay, yeah. Did, go, go did for you that read one. Damage Control? I did. Yeah, That's I thought from the, the Goldbergs. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the first half of the issue, the first story that was told, because there was two stories in it, was uh-huh. really, really entertaining. Yeah. And I'm going to keep coming back to it. It's about a guy. I believe his name is Gus. If I remember right, gets hired on a Damage Control to uh, basically sort mail. Chaos ensues, and he messes some things up, and all hell breaks loose, and you see superheroes in an entirely different light, kind of their off-the-clock, if you will, um, manners of being. But I was very, very, very entertained by by the first story, and the second one didn't quite grab me as much as the first one did, but I definitely think it's worth a read. Yeah, that's Adam F. Goldberg, TV's The Goldbergs. He wrote this. And did a or phenomenal He's one of the job. writers. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I can't wait for the for the next one. Briefly touching on Department of Truth continued to be absolutely phenomenal as we get a look at what's going on in Cole's life, who has been the main character throughout Department of Truth, through Maddie's eyes and what Cole is going through. You find out that there might be a little bit more going on at the Department of Truth than you would have thought, which has been alluded to. And now there's this uh, kind of big mental battle if who's actually right the department of truth or the ministry of lies and that's not even touching on the black hat who are trying to take down the department of truth again just a wonderful conspiracy filled book that keeps me turning pages and enjoying the chaotic artwork inside of it which i find to be very very fitting i don't know if i dreamed this or not but was carnage hunting like dark elves in carnage yeah yeah he was okay all right that happened as well as big monstrous dogs yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. It was kind of weird, but I liked it. It was. It started out like a whole serial killer story, and now he's hunting D and D characters and stuff. Drizzt Derudin. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> Where did he go? Know. I hope it comes back to the mainline. Mainline being Earth sometime soon, and they continue going with the serial killer stuff because that stuff was absolutely dark and wonderful. 
And this has now gone a little bit more far-fetched, far-fetched into fantasy, but I'm going to keep reading. Yeah, and it fits with what's going on in Venom. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll run into each other and take down an eye of the beholder or something. I don't know. <laughs> they'll party. Hey, up. I'm I'm done with I hate this place. I'm out. You're officially done? Yeah. Okay. I don't hate that place, but I, I don't like it enough to stay there. Yep, that so, makes sense. I'm done. Uh, and, okay. Oh, hey. Going. I think there's only one more issue left of it, so. Well, I I, I just can't. I can't. I'm making a stance. Put my foot down, Phil. Hey, did you read Star Wars hyperspace stories from Dark Horse? I did. How was it? Because that's it's weird. It's back. Star Wars is back to Dark Horse when Marvel has it. Yeah, I don't understand how that worked out, but it's definitely an all ages book that told a story set around the time. I don't know my proper terminology as far as Star Wars timelines go, but I'm going to say that it was set around the time of episode one, two and three. Hmm. Um, well, I'd actually go more so of like two or three. Uh, it's set around that time centers centers around a Wookiee senator who has been kidnapped by Grievous and the battle droids. And he's got his daughter with him and it's up to Anakin and Obi-Wan to go in and save the day. It's an all ages read. So it's nothing that'll really shock you or floor you, but it's a well-told tale. It was amusing. It read fast. Um, I'm on the edge if I'm going to keep reading or not. And it's not necessarily the all ages factor, but if it's only going to be a single, uh, 22 page issue that's going to tell one story and then move on to the next era while being great in concept, unless it's a really kick-ass tale from that era. I don't know if I'm going to keep going. I read radiant black. Yeah. How lost were you? Uh, you know, it was okay, but they tease a color at the end. Mm-hmm. Won't tell you what it is, but. And the wonder twins activated. Yeah. Brace for a new color. <laughs> Woo-woo. Anything you... else? Yeah. Uh... Did you read minor threats? No. Written by Patton Oswalt? Uh-uh. I didn't get this. They tried to upsell me on that at, at Mind's Eye, and I was like, no. Are you blaming Neil or Nora? Neil. He came at me hard, too. He was just like... You should have grabbed With the pitch, it. right? He came at me hard with the pitch, and it was just like, you, you, Patton Oswalt. I'm like, I, that means nothing to me. Yeah, I don't really know who it is, either. I know the name, so I'm assuming he's associated with Hollywood in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, we're lucky that I know who Keanu Reeves is. Let's be real. You know how much TV I actually watch. Um, I recommend going back and grabbing this book, man. (sighs) It is about an ex supervillain who is trying to get her life straight and is now working at a bartender that caters to supervillains. And this is another just ordinary life story. Well, hold on. But something major happens where one of the heroes ends up killing his sidekicks in the main storyline and the rest of the heroes are pissed thinking that he goes, he went off the, went off the handle and he might start killing everybody else at the same time. So they're hunting him down and offering a huge reward to anybody who can locate the person that they call Stickman and a uh, retired main character lady who I don't remember her supervillain name has put together a plan where her and a group of cronies are going to go hunt down Stickman, bring him in and get paid so that way they can all get out of the business. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know but what I was getting into, it but it, it wasn't bad at all. Hey, did you uh, did you read Canary number two? No, did you? Nope, neither did I. Let's move on to next <laughs> week's books. Let's go ahead and wipe that last segment away using dollar store toilet paper. (laughs) Here we go. All right, Phil, this is what's coming out today. All right. Listeners, you could get these today. 
You ready? Oh, by the way, we should point out this is what the fifth week in August. Yeah, so it should be a smaller week. Should be a smaller week, and that definitely feels like it from what's up top here. The Flash 2022 annual. Of course. I'll get that too. X-Men 14. Is it a tie-in? You're buying it, Phil. Yep, you're buying it. It's an axe tie-in. X-Force number 31. I'm guessing I'm grabbing that one too. It's an axe tie-in. Okay. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood number four. Not getting that. Star Wars Obi-Wan number four. I will get that. Me too. House of Slaughter number eight. Absolutely. Is there a variant? Uh, About 4,000 of them. Sounds about right. I'll get 3,000 of them. Harley Quinn, 2022 annual. Maybe. Gambit number two. Nope. I'm done. Knights of X number five. Not a tie-in. Ant-Man number two. I'll be back. I get that. New new, uh, costume on the cover. I think we got to get this. Amazing Fantasy number 1,000. Yep, it's on my poll. It's... Spider-Man on the cover, jumping. It's uh, $7.99. Oh, good. It's going to be a big guy. Wonder Girl 2022 annual. Do I the read variants... Wonder Girl? No, you don't. Okay. The variants number three. Yes. I Thunderbolts know I number be. one. Ding, ding, ding. Maybe. The Sandman Universe Nightmare Country number five. Abso-frickin-lutely. Oh, boy. The Sandman show is so good on Netflix. Did you see that the free, speaking of, and this is related, the free co- issue that they gave away with the Netflix cover is already going for $10 and it was free? I passed on it. I was like, <laughs> get that away from me. That's not a real cover. That was silly. Yeah, that was dumb of me. Iron Fist number five. Yeah, I think I'm reading that. Yeah, I've liked that series. We only find them when they're dead. Number 13. Such a cool title. I might go back and get the first 12. No. Oh, I got Once in Future. I bought uh, the first six issues. Yeah, you had mentioned that, and they looked really cool, too. And I read the first one, and it was very good. It's about bringing back King Arthur. What? From the dead. Bringing him back, and it turns out he's like a nationalist, like a really nasty dude. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. Huh, all right. Uh, Did I say Deadpool Bad Blood number four? Nope. Superman War World Apocalypse number one. Ding, ding, ding. Nope. Ding, ding, ding. I got to push Superman into the 11th slot. I'm tired of him being in the 10th spot. It really pisses me off. Fortnite times Marvel Zero War number four. Yep. Alice Ever After number five. Yep. Harlequin. Harlequin. The animated series. The real sidekicks of New Gotham special number one. That's way too many words. I'm out. It's $10. Oh, my God. I'm definitely out. DC's Saved by the Bell uh, Reeve. Nope. Number even one. though it's got a key ding, appearance ding. of somebody in it, and I'm not even ding, ding, ding. go down that road. Absolutely not. $10. No. no. The Magic Order 3, number two. Nottingham, number 10. DC's Saved by the Bell Reeve, number really? one. Really? Again? Uh, I'm just trying to get you to buy it. It's not going to happen. You know, I, Neil and Nor are going to try to sell it to me. I'm going to have to tell them no, too. And I'm going to feel bad yeah. about myself when I go back to the car. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, 297. We're three away, Phil. I'm getting 300. Me, too. Red Sonia, number 12. Power Rangers Unlimited, the Death Ranger, number one. Ding, ding, ding. Whoa, that the Death Ranger? Uh-huh. 
Man, it sounds really cool. That's going to be a key issue. That's a really. It, 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 I don't know anything about get Power it. Rangers, but I kind of want it. I think you should get it. No. Master Sundown number five. Wild Cards, the drawing of cards number two from George R.R. <laughs> Martin. No. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Transformers, last spot standing number four. Dogs of London number four. The Vampire Slayer number five. I'll get that. Ant number five. Thunderbolts, Marvel's Tales, or Marvel Tales number one. Ding, ding, ding. But no, that's just like a best of kind of thing. Mech Strike, Monster Hunter number three. Hellcop number 10. Uh, oh, Breakout number three. Yes, ding, ding, ding from Dark Horse. What's Breakout? It is, I, I got these in Chicago when I was on vacation recently. I went to the comic shop there and I wanted something new. Those were kind of recommended to me. And it's a sci-fi tale where these cubes appear over cities, like over 60 cities. And it's very typical sci-fi, right? Like, oh, what are these cubes? Can we get in them? Can we communicate with them? Should we blow them up? Nothing's working. All of a sudden, it just starts abducting kids from a certain age, like of a certain age. Funny story. As I glanced down at my piece of paper that I make scratch marks on, there are two stars, the word breakout written, another two stars, an arrow, and then it says dark horse. We might have uh, talked about this Which means we we discussed this, yeah. And you you must have recommended it to me, and I took notes and really, really did not follow through. I will recommend it when issue four comes up, and we'll pretend we didn't have this talk. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Blink number two, The Joneses number five, Star Trek Picard Stargazer number one. He is really big on that cover. Beware when you go to the comic store. Star Trek Picard Stargazer number one. (laughs) His face is huge. Like, it's creepy. Do not look down at it. Do not make eye contact (laughs) with this Picard. Like, I'm looking at it on my phone, and I don't like it. Transformer Shattered Glass 2, number one. Oh, no. Ding, 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 yes. Yeah, he'll get it. Forever Forward, number one. Phil, there's Scout Comics has a lot of number ones, and they're all intriguing. Does mine on carry Scout Comics? They do. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else here? There's no way we're done. I'm only at 12 right now. Yeah, I think that's it, man. We're getting into, we're getting into some weird stuff. Yeah, I turned a corner. You don't want to be here. Don't I? Are you sure? I like Turtles number four. I like Turtles. We talked about a turtle. We did. Yeah. See yeah if I, I like can't... people liking Turtles rather than killing them. Let's see if I can't find you the first three on eBay. <laughs> Small Bites number one. It's Is it like about a... food or things that eat things? It looks like a mouse eating an eyeball. Okay. Yeah. I think that's it, Phil. I think uh, we've, like I said, this is going to be a shorter week. Let's look ahead to next week. Don't do that. Oh, my. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, my. What is wrong with you, man? Oh, wow. (laughs) We got some good stuff coming. Turns out there's a Batman book, a new issue of Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man, and something's killing the children. Nope, something's killing the children's on break. House of Slaughter. I am totally spitballing people. Oh, that's the last oh. issue of Twig. How sad. There's a new alien number one. Anyway, I'm, I shouldn't go there. You're right. Phil, that's the end of the episode. Great job, buddy. 
Thanks. I, I appreciate us doing the show. It's a, it's a good time, even though my wallet hates both of us for it, but uh, I dig it. I like getting all of our comic book opinions out there, and hopefully our listeners enjoy it a lot more than they would enjoy Dollar Store Toilet Paper. Well done. Goodbye, everyone. Take care. <laughs>